Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Underdog Business Academy presented by Rentware. I'm your host, Connor Clay. And today we're taking a, a deeper dive into the restaurant industry with Andrew Frega from Best Burger over in Washington Square in North Canton. Um, Best Burger's been around for about 20 years now. It was founded by his father, and uh, he's been in the business his whole life, and he actually plans to purchase the restaurant here in the near future from his dad. Um, but he has a lot of, lot of interesting stuff to say about um, new technology in the restaurant industry, things like third-party delivery service, but also um, knowing who you are and sticking to that. Because with a lot of trends that pop up in, in the restaurant industry or, or any industry, it's important, it's important to, A, know um, what's an actual industry shift that you need to jump onto and what's a trend um, that's just kind of a shiny toy for the time being but won't be here for, for very long. And B, um, know who you are and, and know why people like you and stick stick to that. Stick to your core values, stick to your core products, stick to your core messaging because that's what got you there in the first place. So without further ado, let's play the interview. And today we have a special guest uh, mainly because I really love their food. If you guys like good burgers, if you like um, good french fries, milkshakes, all that good stuff. Best Burger over in North Canton and Washington Square is one of my favorite spots. Um, and today I have um, Andrew Frega from Best Burger. His his dad, he's a future, we'll call you future owner of, you of, uh, <laughs> of Best Burger. So Andrew, thanks for being here and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. <laughs> yeah, of course. So uh, let's just uh, dive in real quick and tell us just who you are and, and tell us a little bit about Best Burger. Uh, my name is Andrew Frega, and um, my dad opened Best Burger in uh, 2001. We've been open for almost 20 years now, and uh, we're over in Washington Square in North Canton across from uh, Walsh University, and um, we offer uh, charbroiled cheeseburgers and um, french fries, onion rings, and um, an array of uh, good quality food um, for a great price. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely some good quality food. So you've been, you kind of grew up with the business, um, kind of in a similar way that that I did at Rentware. Um, and you kind of, when you replied to my my email and said that you wanted to be on the podcast, you wanted to talk a little bit about um, how the restaurant industry has kind of changed over the years and and um, stuff like that. So what have since you've kind of been since you've dove into the business, how how have things kind of changed and how has has Best Burger? Um, adapted to those to some of those changes yeah um the restaurant industry is just always ever changing um when we opened in 2001 we were pretty one of a kind as far as the quick service side of it goes um and you know if you wanted a good burger you either had to go to fast food or you would go to maybe um a sit-down restaurant and get it but the fast casual wasn't even really a thing back then yeah that's true um and now it's just completely taken off. So luckily we've, um, you know, survived that uh, better burger boom and um, all the Chipotles and the Paneras and all those places opened up and they kind of saturated the market. Um, but we just stuck to what we were good at and um, always had a great product. And we've had to do um, some adapting along the way, but um, also made sure just to not forget where we came from too and, and why and why we started and um, sticking to the basics a lot of companies will try to do too much too fast and we just do one thing and we we do it right right well and I find too a lot of people when you walk into say 
a restaurant and there's like a 30 page menu or something like that and i've i've stopped going to a couple of those restaurants just because i'm like you know what i'm tired of turning to chapter six to look at the pizza or something like that you know absolutely yeah (laughs) and and that's one of the things that i love about best burgers once i've been going there since a kid and i think the inside of the restaurant has pretty much looked looked the same um and it's got like that kind of old-timey like like small town theme um, that I really love. And then the menu has basically stayed the same, too. Yeah. Um, with the, you know, I'm sure a few small things have changed. And the burgers, honestly, to me, have tasted tasted the same, which is a good thing because they're so good. Um, so I think, I think you kind of have something there where it's like, okay, all of this new stuff is coming, like the Chipotles, like the Paneras, and like that fast casual dining which i didn't until you said that i didn't even put together that you guys were fast casual dining before right. it was before it was before it was a thing so congratulations on that um but yeah i think really sticking to your guns when there probably was i mean i'm sure there had to have been a strong um thought or maybe like inclination to maybe change with the times right right yeah we just wanted to stay true to what we um to what we are and um like you said a lot of menus can get overwhelming a lot of I think it's also important to differentiate um, the, the trends and, and the fads with shifts in the industry. And um, the trends come and go, the, you know, the plant-based and uh, stuff like that. I mean, we have made a few. We do carry gluten-free buns. Um, you know, we offer a few things like that. And um, we do stick with, with um, some of the shifts in the industry. But as far as stuff um, popping up and going down, we just try to stick to what we're, what mm-hmm. we're here for. So what's the best way, I mean, what's worked for you guys in identifying, okay, maybe this is a trend, something that we don't need to jump on right now, or what's this is actually a tectonic shift that we should actually do something about? Yeah, I think, <laughs> um, well, I think one of the most recent one is going to be the third-party delivery. Yep. And that is just a whole shift in the industry. I mean, we, we had to jump on board with that, which has worked out great for us. We want to be able to, see, we're very big on quality and consistency obviously consistency has kept us open for 20 years and they they know when they come to best burger they're getting the same thing every single time right and that is one of the main disruptors that you just can't get from a fast food um Mm -hmm. restaurant or even some of the fast casuals you don't know you know sometimes it's good sometimes it's not it's like we we do not want to do that so right one of the reasons why we were Second guessing the third party delivery is can we still uphold our quality by the time it gets to the door of whoever mm-hmm. it is? You know, there's a lot of other factors that go in there. We're not delivering ourselves. It's somebody coming to pick it up if they don't, you know, maybe don't take their time or something like that. But honestly, we've just seen nothing but success and um, gotten great reviews from the d- third party delivery. Our food does hold well. Um, you know, in the containers we use, like as far as carry out, we do a lot of off premise um, in general, as far as calling, carry out, delivery, catering, um, even. And our food does hold well. Um, obviously, we want to give the, um, the most uh, fresh product we can. It's just nowadays you do see a lot of shift in people wanting to eat in the comfort of their own home. They've, mm-hmm. they, they've made their homes comfortable. Maybe they're binging on Netflix or <laughs> uh, the kids got homework to do at home or something right. like that. So they, you know, they, they can't always go out to eat, especially during the week and the weekends we we fill up. Um, absolutely. But, um, you know, during the week, I just noticed a lot of off premise. So that is one thing that we have uh, noticed the shift as far as third party delivery. Yeah. Goes. Oh, it's, it's definitely. And I'll be honest, I, I'm the type of person now that 
like once I I've kind of got used to it, especially on the week. Like if if my girlfriend and I aren't cooking, I'm like, oh, why don't we why don't we order something? And it is best burger from time to time. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think one of the challenges um, with ordering food that I found is the fries and the how the fries hold up in the because you know when the fries are in that that little box, sometimes they get soggy. Is that something that you guys have thought? consciously about of how to keep the fries yeah we um, do crunchy. Um, we do yeah it, it is, that is huge um one thing it's funny you mention that is i am just a stickler on fries uh, for a few reasons is one when you bring your food back to your table and there's a burger and an order of fries there what is the first thing everybody does they grab a fry, grab a fry. and they eat it yeah it kind of sets the tone for the meal if you got a hot fry you're going to have better so at Best Burger, we cook every single fry to order, which is another thing that is it does kind of separate us from a lot. A lot of, we don't have any heat lamps because we don't need any heat lamps. Right. Everything, every burger is cooked to order, every fry is cooked to order. That's great. And even on the carryout on the way home, you know, you put the bag on your passenger's lap or whatever. Sometimes the bag of fries doesn't even make it home. They're always just Eating. in there yeah, snacking exactly. and stuff. Exactly. So yeah. That, that's kind of um, <laughs> that, that's just kind of an important thing. Now we do carry a very top quality. Um, French fry that we use that has what's called a stealth coating on it, which is going to be um, specifically for um, having it hold longer. So okay. they, they, they take the starch, they remove the starch from the potato, and then they also put some starch back into to a coating, and that makes it a little, you know, they're a little more expensive. Um, but we just do, uh, we want top quality, and that's that's what's important to us. So they are, um, yeah, they're, they're from Lamb Weston. Lamb Weston is just a leader in all, in the whole starch industry, and um, that is. That's one thing we do take pride on is the fries. Yeah, the fries are very good. I mean, I, it's funny. My whenever I go out to eat with my girlfriend's dad, if he orders French fries, he will stop the waiter or waitress after he orders them and says, "And I don't want heat lamp fries. I want these fries to be <laughs> piping hot when they get to my table. And if they're not, I'll send them back." For so, sure. Yeah, and a lot and of like I can respect like, that. Yeah, I, I can too. I, I totally agree. It, it just sets the whole tone of the meal, and um, just as, as Americans, we eat fries. That's right. What we I know. Do, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's nothing worse than that than that soggy cold fry, yeah, like, especially especially when you gra- like you said you grab it first, and then even if the burger's great after that, I'm kind of like, Ugh. Right. <laughs> um, so has that made it? How has that new technology in in the third party delivery services? How has that kind of changed your business model? Have you had to look at you know different? staffing or different hours different like or has it made it well, easier harder i you know yeah yeah the um <laughs> the third party delivery for a lot of the larger companies um has made a pretty big impact because they they do take a decent percentage and a lot of those larger companies work on such smaller margins it's hard for them to make up for that price mm-hmm. um as a, as a small business we do like to reserve the you know the fact that it's all our other costs do remain the same um except we're just pretty much out the food cost so we can kind of afford afford that side of it and um i i really like it because they do do a little bit of marketing for us as far Mm -hmm. as if it's a return customer you know like order this again order best burger again it's the same order one click that type of thing where they can just reorder it and i've also noticed a change in some of the items they, they uh, add a lot more modifications so okay. when they don't have the face-to-face human interaction it is a lot easier for someone to you know 
add bacon, add, yeah, yeah, personalize the stuff. So some of my delivery orders come through, and I'm like, you know, I see them, and I'm like, okay, well, they just, you know, they built themselves a nice burger, right? Yeah, far, which is which is great for us. Um, I, I like to um, be able to offer that. I mean, we can make anything. It's just sometimes when they're at the counter order and they feel like maybe they're on the spot or they right. don't want to ask these certain things, but. On the on the digital menu layout on the app, it has all our stuff right on there, and they can just you know Choose they can topics, just go yeah. wild, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. I never thought about that, but that is something that's a the the reorder that's the one click is is very easy, and that's something that you know the Chipotle app or, or Uber Eats or whatever do very well. Yeah. Um, but the, also, yeah, the the customization because I think my my generation in particular, but I think a lot of people don't love a talking on the phone so if i'm like calling in to order something it's always like a, a little anxious for me and then b like sometimes i do feel like i'm on the spot and whether I'm, where, wherever i'm ordering like i'm sitting there and they're like oh would you like any blah blah flavor in your coffee or something yeah. like that and i'm like uh no right <laughs> and i just right, like panic right. like or yeah like would you like uh anything else on that burger I'm like i no. <laughs> but then if you have something like ooh, that sounds good that sounds for good sure. yeah so it actually lends itself to being a little bit easier, and then you guys can kind of see if there's like a trend. It's like, wow, a lot of people are putting jalapenos on their yeah, burger. Yeah, it's kind of crazy as far as the <laughs> add bacon's and add you know grilled onions and stuff like that. And some of the stuff is upcharge, and some of the stuff is just substitutions. But e- either way, they, I want to be able to give them what they want, and and that that's how they build it. That's how they build it. But the 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 least amount of human interaction is definitely um, like with a, you know our generation are a little bit younger is. They just want to order online and have it delivered, and, that, and that's fine. You know, right. I want to cater to that too. That's there's no problem with that at all. Right? Yeah, definitely. All right, so let's let's switch gears a little bit. Um, we were talking a, a little bit before we recorded um, this, but you and I both, um, you know, Rentware and Best Burger are, are in comparison um, to our industries, probably on the smaller side. We're we're the underdogs, so to speak. Um, so what, how do you differentiate yourself, um, from other, whether it's a local restaurant or, or some of the national chains that you guys kind of compete with? Yeah. So, um, I, I do, I, I am very hands-on and when my dad was, um, running it, he was very hands-on and he was there. I mean, every day they, they walked in, they would see him, they waved to him. So I think on the customer interaction is one way we definitely differentiate ourselves. Um, and like I talked about the quality and the consistency is just like, I mean, sometimes you just have to keep a really close eye on that when you're running a small business. It's just like, you you know, food, the food industry in general has just been somewhat saturated with all this competition. And um, we just stick to We just stick to what we're good at. And um, the, you know, we are all underdogs here. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like, especially around Northeast Ohio is... Um, it's just there's a lot of small businesses, but then they're you know the big the big dogs come into town, and it's kind of right. like we still have to be able to differentiate. So right. that that personal touch with the customers that they know they're going to get, and and I'm also a pretty um, big believer that that people around here like to support their local businesses, and I get that a lot. Where you know people will come in and say you know um, you know we're here to support you. They'll, they'll literally just say like I, I know I can go through the drive through and maybe maybe even pay a little bit less um, at a fast food place, but I know they're going to get the quality and they know they're supporting their local business and we try to pass that along as well and use mostly um local businesses as far as like i mean because even rentware for example it's like i um even like a couple weeks ago i had a you know one of your competitors called me and and i gave him the respect for a sit down meeting so we sit down i I never you know turn anybody away Mm -hmm. and i i I always um give people the time of day but that's kind of what i told him, I said, we enjoy rent. We like to support our local businesses. And, um, 
And um, I mean, not to mention they they weren't even comparable in, in the price, really. You know what I mean? They as far as the, as far as the quality, um, right? And and like you know, just knowing the knowing the people and keeping that small circle, like um, you know, you guys come in and support us, and we just we just pay that pay that forward. So. Yeah, exactly. And we always try to support. I mean, that's what's great about working here is that whenever I want to go out to eat or I'm thinking about where to eat, I have like oh, just yeah, a, a plethora <laughs> of of choices. Which stop do we want to go? I on? know. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. It's, and it's great, though, because we, we do love to, to support our customers. And everyone I talk to in Northeast Ohio in particular, man, I swear that it's like, you know, everywhere supporting local is big, right? You go to California, you go to Illinois, wherever you are. But I swear in Northeast Ohio, there's something about like this like shared I I, I, like location, I, a shared experience that we all have that we just feel like we really want to support each other. And it's a really like a build, build, build everyone up part of the country and i don't know how that started or why that is but i'm really grateful to be a part of it (laughs) yeah i agree um so it's really cool that you guys do kind of pay that forward and and not only do you get the support of people who who want to support you but you also support local vendors um and make sure that all of your stuff is local i think we joked before the only thing that wasn't local is is pepsi yeah yeah (laughs) yeah pretty much um (laughs) Yeah, we as far as a food distributor, we use Hillcrest, which is out of Cleveland, which is about as um, local as you can get for a large di- food distributor. And our, our meat's local and, you know, all that kind of stuff we try. But, yeah, Pe- Pepsi and Pepsi or Coke, they kind of have you back into a corner. <laughs> yeah, it's where tough. You gotta, yeah, it's, it's tough to get a local uh, soft drink supplier. So Yeah. But, yeah. Although, off, off topic, I did see the Browns Stadium this year started doing – they have RC Cola there. Oh, which really? Which I don't know if that's local or that what, is, that, what that choice – why that choice was made, but – That is a wild choice. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, hey. They got I think they might there. have, like, Dr. Pepper or something. like. Yeah, Dr. Pepper, <laughs> I think, is one that um, – even if they carry Coke or Pepsi, I think that is one you can carry with both It's like a swing, a yeah, swing a, brand yeah. or something like that. But, yeah, it is it, – that one's – I can see – when you mentioned that, I was like, oh, yeah, that would be tough to get a local soda here so oh goodness but yeah no i i really do think that northeast ohio is is really uh supportive of its local businesses which is which is great for us um and it's really great to you know you need to kind of capitalize that and prove that you're um that you actually support local yourself and, and I think it helps because being a you know as a small local business we don't have a lot of those super high overheads um as far as some of the marketing costs and branding and stuff like that it's mm-hmm. we can pass those savings on to our customer you know right. a lot of a lot of companies get tied up in the shiny new toy and they want the newest everything and i think some customers don't realize sometimes they're they're paying for that so one way or another they're yeah. they're, they're they're paying for that right. so <laughs> they they hide it very well these companies are very good at hiding that cost but we can just pass those savings directly on to um, to the customer and they they know they're going to get a good quality yeah so. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, with Best Burger in particular, like, it's not overpriced, and the, the quality is way better than what you're going to get if you go to, like I said, like, any local fast food restaurant or something like that down the road. I mean, maybe you have to sit there for five extra minutes while the food's being cooked fresh, but, I mean, that's not a problem. For sure, yeah. <laughs> One thing we have noticed is people don't mind um, waiting a little longer as long as they know that they're getting what they, what, what they can get for, uh, as far as quality goes. I think some of those other restaurants just get so mixed up in the volume, 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 because they are. They're you know they're working on pennies there, like, right. like whether they want it or not. So 
it's just we just um, we we're, we stay pretty humble. We're we're so happy with what we have. I mean, most restaurants, a lot of restaurants, um, actually, most, probably most restaurants um, do fail within the first like three three to five years. They either, oh wow. They either spend too much on um, construction and they can't make up for it. And, you know, at first, every every new restaurant that opens goes through a little honeymoon phase. You know, the first couple yeah. of months is like, oh, great, everybody's coming. It's like you still have to, you know, you got to get over that hump. And we're just, we're, we're at cruising altitude at this point, And we're just kind of, um, we're just going with it. But by no means does that mean we just stay dormant. Like you said, we have to, we do have to keep up with third-party delivery. And, you know, if people are hopping on that bandwagon, we got to, we got to get on there. So, yeah, definitely. Um, so what um, obstacles are, are you currently facing? I know uh, maybe like through the transition period between you and your dad, um, you know, we already kind of talked about third party delivery, but what are some of the challenges that Best Burger and you personally are facing um, right now in the business and how are you dealing with those or how do you, how do you plan to deal with them? Yeah, um, I think some of the obstacles um, in the restaurant industry in general is a little bit of the labor market. I think, um, sometimes, um, it's, it, it is tough to find good help. We are super fortunate. Our staff is, is excellent. And I'd put them up against any staff, um, around as far as restaurants go. I just think, um, in general, the, the, the labor markets, it's pretty tough right now. Um, finding some, finding good workers that'll, that'll, that'll do the job. And we get lucky on that. And we also like to hire, like, either employees, siblings or, um, you know, relatives or something like that. Kind of referrals. Referrals for sure, just because uh, for two main reasons. One is um, they can do a little bit of off-site training. They can kind of, like, let them know what they're in for, like, um, you know, whether it's at home or something like that outside of the workplace before they dive right in. Yeah. And another reason is because they're – their names on them, you know, it's like, if right. you do, don't screw this up. This is my job too. Right. And it kind of gives them a little more incentive. So we're not just, we're not just hiring, not knowing who we're going to get. We know, we know this is so-and-so's little brother or something like that. Yeah. And, they, and it kind of just falls in. It's worked out really well. My, my, it's, I got, I got to, I owe that to my dad for that. Cause um, he's been running a restaurant for so long that he just noticed that pattern. And I think he hopped on that was like, yeah, actually that's a good idea. You know, we're going to start doing that. So it's worked out really well for us. Um, so I, I know um, some of the legislation as far as like uh, minimum wage increases is probably going to be near near and around the corner. So that'll mm-hmm. be a little that'll be a little different um, obstacle to face as well. But um, f- for the most part, um, a lot of our obstacles just have to do with um, just day to day operation obstacles that, that are regularly in restaurant industry. But they're just they're just speed bumps, and you just gotta get over them and. Um, yeah, it's just it, it's a booming industry. Not, not as many people cook at home than than they used to. That's for right, sure, right. which is great for us too. A lot of people have busy lifestyles. Um, you know, so and so has swim class, and we have to go. You know, pick pick them up from soccer and this and that. And yeah, that, oh, these yeah. busy schedules nowadays. Um, it, we really cater to that as far as if they just want to call ahead, they know they're going to get hot, fresh food, and they know it's easy cleanup. It's um, you know, a lot, there's a lot of benefits to, to mm-hmm. eating out because we can, like I said, we can pass those. It's like going to the grocery store nowadays can get just as expensive as, as eating out since we since we do get the food for so low and um, it, it's it's crazy when you compare sometimes. I, I agree and I've always I grew up with my mom would she would she didn't love to cook so she would cook like a couple times a week and and we would eat out so I kind of grew up with with that and now entering adulthood I've, I'm finding like well if I'm gonna buy groceries and cook for one, versus if I just like go grab a bite to eat somewhere I'm like honestly like the cost isn't even that much different and sometimes it's cheaper 
but also like I don't have to cook, I don't have to clean. Exactly. I, yeah, it's <laughs> it's all the other things that go along with. Yeah, I, I totally right. agree. I, it's crazy. So yeah, and especially for and and like you said, if you're if we're out and about and it's just easy to call call Best Burger, pop in and grab food, and rather than I have to get home and it's eight o'clock and ugh, what am I gonna feed the kids? You <laughs> right, know, I right. mean that's a, that's a real struggle a lot of people face, and especially nowadays with so many people having two kids and five different activities right, right? right. <laughs> so it's so so it's not it's not easy i also i i want to touch on um what you mentioned about the hiring you know whether it's someone's brother or sister i really like that idea because not only are, are you and your dad kind of like a family it's a family business right but then it kind of that actually kind of trickles down through your employees too because it's a family business for them too, right? Um, because hey, my little sister's working here now, and I kind of feel a little bit responsibility for not only my performance but for her performance. I want to make sure that she's doing all right here too. So I think that kind of really, really benefits you guys. And I, I've talked to I talked to the owner of the Barrel Room, um, Carrie in North mm-hmm. Canton, for this podcast as well, and she mentioned um, the labor market is tough, and I think nowadays the labor market is like we're really low on employment right now. So like finding good help, um, especially in the food industry, which is typically like, you know, it's, it's a jumping off point. It's someone's first job and stuff like that. So, you know, to get, you're not going to get a ton of longevity and stuff like that. There's going to be a little bit of turnover, but you can kind of mitigate that when you say, okay, you're, you're going off to college or you're getting your, your, your big person job. Like, but Hey, your little brother's starting. So, (laughs) so that way you can kind of keep, it's not, it's not true longevity and there's still turnover, but you can, you can, you feel like, you know, you know the person already yeah, when they're starting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I love that idea. I think that and we just that works like out to, well. <laughs> we, we keep our employees really close, and my my dad almost like um, he almost like started a culture as far as that goes. Like he was just, I mean, he treated these employees like they were like his own kids. I mean, they were they know they could go to him for any help. Um, he just offers great life advice, and since he is there all the time, he's not just one of those owners that just pops in, hey, how you guys doing, and, and leaves. It was yeah. like he was there in the grind with them, in the trenches with them every time, and you create a bond like that. And mm-hmm. um, it's just really important to, for them to see their superior, you know, working that hard, and it, it, it just, that is contagious to a lot of, Definitely. in a lot of environments. And I mean, they still, employees that have worked there 10, 12 years ago still come in and they're just, you know, waving, hey, how's it going? And, yeah. you know, they're even both of now, her and their younger sibling are on, <laughs> on their reel. So we've seen, yeah, we've seen the whole thing. I mean, 20 years is just a long time. But, yeah, right now I think I, ha- I mean, I only have about 12 employees right now, but I would say I think four of them um or the other siblings, so it's like twelve employees, like um, legacy, like six families. Yeah, yeah so it's <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's crazy. My my wife works with me um now a lot too. She she's working there and she's just um, I, she's loving it. We're just doing really well there together. She's helping me um, through the transition too. So she's yeah. we're we're both really excited. Yeah. So what do you do? I mean, what's your day to day look like at Best Burger? Are you cooking the burgers? Are you are you running the numbers? Yeah, you... I am. Uh, <laughs> I am. I am hands on. Uh, my my dad is dealing with most of the numbers um, for right now, but um, my day will just um, it's it starts. I get in there at nine a.m. and I, I open up and I take the deliveries. Um, just make sure the whole store is set up for anybody, and um, which is another thing. Like as a, as an underdog, we gotta watch some of those labor costs, and sometimes when you're paying somebody to do some of those day to days, like it can really, it can really add up. So 
Um, yeah, I get in there, I take all the deliveries and set up the store and then um, I'll, I'll cook all through lunch and I have my employees will come in around 1030 and 11. I usually have one come in for lunch and then at night we run we run um, four, sometimes five people um, on the line, including um, taking orders and um, still, yeah, and still cooking. And then I do a lot of the um, just the, the cleaning and maintenance and just making sure our, our cleanliness is just just top notch it's very clean it's an open kitchen and we just take pride in that i mean it's i mean i don't like to i don't like to brag too much about it but there's just not a cleaner restaurant in, yeah. in, in in the in the area for sure so we we do um we do take pride in that and then as far as the weekends go we just um we, we get crazy busy we do a lot of catering orders so i always make sure on that um, my dad is in there um, still quite a bit. He helped me with a catering order yesterday, and um, he'll cover me if um, I need some time off. But, I mean, the restaurant industry and the restaurant ownership industry is a grind. And, oh, yeah. I, and, and, I, and I knew that getting into it, and it's, and it's no problem for me at all. I, yeah. I, I, I run off of it. You know That's what I good. Mean? So it, it's great. Yeah, it's good if it's, it fits your personality for sure. And I, I'll say working in, in our industry, when I talk to the route reps especially, they're like, you know which restaurants to eat at in town and which ones not to because oh, they yeah. see the back end of, <laughs> of what's going on. And, and yours being an open kitchen, I mean, you can stand at the counter and you see how clean it is and even the, the eating area as well. I mean, it's always spotless whenever someone gets up and leaves the table. Like, that's it's always cleaned right For away. Sure. So that's something, again, that I think people can really, really appreciate that work ethic. And like you said, you being there and your dad being there, being in the trenches with everyone, that's really going to inspire your employees to have a loyalty, but then also to be like, you know what, if they're working that hard, I got to, I got to work that hard too. Um, and that's something here. It's funny. Like my, my grandpa's 80 now and he's in Florida half the year. I mean, he deserves it. He's 80 years old and he likes to play a little, little bit of golf. Um, but when he's here, he's here until five o'clock every single day, he's out there. He'll be out on the floor and I'll walk by and he'll be like pulling mats out of a, a, a basket or something like that. And I'm like, Grandpa, your back is going to get hurt. Like, you need to stop. And he'll be like, or he'll be like sweeping like the floor or something like that. And I'm like, like all right, like we need to calm you down a little bit. But at the same time, that's all he knows. You yes. know, that's that's how he, he started this company with nothing. And so he had to work all the way until now. He's, you know, it's, it's a little more established and he gets to go down to Florida. He's earned that. But yeah, when he's here, he still works very hard. And one, I don't want him to get hurt. But two... The, the people here see that and yeah. it's it's it kind of builds builds that culture of well if 80 year old roger clay is out there yeah. <laughs> working, yeah. working on it i better get working on it too it does. So. it's important <laughs> for them to see that and yeah it's, it's it, it does it does trickle down as far as that goes but and it's also good for them like they, they do still want to feel a purpose they, they want a purpose you know right. what i mean and it's when they're doing it for so long and they they can't help but just dive right back in for yeah. sure for sure oh definitely definitely but like i said sometimes sometimes i'm like just put the <laughs> put the mat down grandpa <laughs> it's, like, it's okay <laughs> but no he's he's great and he's and I, the whole that that i mean it does trickle down because we have you know, this is this is a job. It's some of it's physical labor, like especially the stuff in here. Um, it's it's an hourly job, but we've had um, employees who have been with us for twenty years, thirty years, forty years, and it's just really a true testament to him, honestly, and and my dad and two uncles for treating their empl- their employees the way that they should be treated and and setting that example uh, and and making a culture here um, that that really that long that longevity is really important. My my, my cousin Carrie actually works here, and I was talking to her over the holidays and she did say something like that like 
15, 16 years she's been here, you mm-hmm. know, and it's just like, it's nice to hear that. And, and as far as a, as far as a quick service restaurant, we have pretty low turnover comparatively. I mean, right. obviously we're going, they're going in and out, but I mean, even some of the neighboring restaurants, I see new employees every couple of weeks all the time in and out, you know what right. I mean? So we've had, we've had two new hires in the past two years, honestly, and, they, and they're working out great. And I started them at um, pretty, pretty young at 14, 14 and 15 in which it just helps them. You know, now, now I see them getting their, you know, they're getting their temps or saving up for their car and they're asking me, you know, advice on how much should I save per week and yeah. save up for my, and it's like, you know, I get to pass some of that on some of that knowledge. And, um, my, my, my dad was just great with that. Not, not, not even just with me, with all the employees was like, he is just, um, just a really good mentor and he's got just great advice when it comes to financial stuff. So. Yeah. Well, that's awesome because yeah. they get that added bonus of, mm-hmm. of not only am I just getting a paycheck, but I'm getting tell me some how to life advice. Tell yeah. Me. Yeah. Tell me how to use it. Exactly. I don't need to like feel like I just some cash and checks and I, like, I don't know what do I spend it on this week. Like, you know, I'm saving and, and figuring that yeah, stuff I think out. A lot of so owners that distance themselves like that. Like, I mean, it's, I don't know. Sometimes they just, um, pull up in a fancy car and then get out and check up on them and then head out. And it's like, we just are total opposite on that. Right. We're just a little, little old school on that, which is it's right. great. Well, it's worked out really that, well. It's a great way to differentiate yourself, not yeah. only in the, on the hiring side, but on the customer side as well. All right. So my last question, and I've, I've asked this um, to everyone I've interviewed so far, I got some great advice, so no pressure, but um, <laughs> what, what advice do you have for, for other business owners, whether in the restaurant industry or, or any industry, um, who who maybe they're just starting out in their restaurant or or their restaurant or their other whatever business they're in or maybe they're feeling a little bit discouraged. Um, what advice do you have for other other business owners in Northeast Ohio? Yeah, so I would um, definitely give it uh, some strong advice on just to remember why you started this and mm-hmm. to try not to be. I know it's 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 hard to say. It's almost cliche to say, but try not to be too money motivated. Mm-hmm. Money motivation can be one of the worst motivations. Um, it, 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 it puts blinders on you about everything else. And just remember why you're doing it. And if you, if you want to do it for, um, you know, to offer good quality. And like, and like I said before, is don't get distracted by the shiny new toy. It's not always, you know what I mean? There's going to be another shiny new toy and another shiny new toy. So it's <laughs> it like, it's, it's, it, there always is. So it's just kind of just remember where your roots, remember some of your core values that, you know, I think it's really important for me to, for people to lay out their core values of, of what they actually believe in and, and stick with that. And that kind of creates the culture. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely not rocket science. It's definitely a simple formula, but, um, that's why we just do one thing and do it right. A lot of restaurants will, we carry pizza and wings and salads and this, and, that. and it's <laughs> like, okay, well, can you do all of them, you know, at a mediocre quality, right. you're going to get, you know, a mediocre results. So we just, we, we stick to the one thing and, um, we just do it right. And, uh, yeah, I don't, um, I mean, I really don't envy some of the new restaurants that are opening. Now, if we if we were to turn our doors nowadays, like right now, we would have to, um, you know, rewrite a little bit of our formula. Luckily, we do have 20 years under our belt that speaks for themselves. And we, we have that longevity. We have the customer base. And we've just built ourselves a really, really loyal uh, customer group in, um, in North Canton. And, I mean, even when I'm just out and about, if I do get some of the rare time off that I do get, it's yeah. like everybody just hey, it's the best burger you know what i mean it's just right. they're waving to me and stuff like that and it just it's awesome to see it's awesome to see but yeah as far as advice goes i just you know remember why you're doing it remember where you came from um and just try to stay humble with it and um don't grow too quick too fast and um yeah just some of those cliche things but uh they, they just <laughs> but make it, sense. it does yeah. ring true yeah. i mean yeah 
a lot of that, and so many people get into the business, especially nowadays, younger people, like, I'm going to build an app, and then I'm going to sell that app to Google, and then I'm going to be a millionaire. Like, you know, and it's just all, and it's all money, money driven in a lot of industries. And that's how, like, if you only care about the money, then, and you don't care about the product or the service or whatever you're providing, then it's, yeah, yeah, it's just not going to work out unless you get lucky. Or you're just really smart somehow, but you know, like you guys truly care about serving your customers. You truly care about like ha- like teaching your your employees. You truly care about like making sure the fries are really hot when they get to right. your table. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and that's that's stuff all stuff that customers care about, and that shows that you care. So I think that's I think that's great advice and making sure. I mean, it's like you said, it sounds cliche and it sounds maybe too easy, but just care about what you do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think some people just get distracted um, with a lot of other things and they just um, they forget about those simple ideas. But as long as you just stick to the basis and that's one thing I can just thank my dad on is he's just like, I mean, he's got he's got kind of an old school mindset and it has just worked out really well. It is it it's stood the test of time, you know what I mean? Because in the mm-hmm. past 20 years, if you talk about industry that's changed, I mean, I would say. Uh, between restaurants and like the automobile industry are probably two that have changed the changed the most with the technology. Yeah, and it's um, changing fast too. It, so. is, it is changing <laughs> fast, and uh, we're just we're just sticking sticking true to ourselves, and it's really really worked out well. Great, well, awesome, Andrew. Thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it. I think we had a great conversation, a lot of great takeaways for the listeners. So, um, with that, I think we'll we'll sign off and. So as a person who often um, orders food from third-party delivery services like DoorDash, um, I was actually really pleasantly surprised to hear Andrew say that he likes them, that they've impacted his business in a positive way, because I've talked to a lot of other restaurant owners and people in the restaurant industry um, who have struggled with this, who have struggled with um, maybe just having issues with with the logistics of the whole thing and just struggled to adapt or maybe resisted um, this new technology thinking it might be a fad. But I think we can kind of tell at this point that third-party delivery is here to stay, especially with the younger generation, um, myself included. I, I really enjoyed... I really enjoy just having restaurant-quality food delivered to my, to, to my house. So... Um, I was happy to hear that that he's embracing that and that it's actually helping their business thrive more more than it's hurting it. So that was that was great to hear. And then the other thing I, I really liked um, to hear from him is just talking about sticking to your roots and talking about knowing what people love and and building that relationship with customers by being the same. because with everything changing in the world and everything's so crazy, Best Burger's customers know that they can go into Best Burger, the place is going to be clean, it's going to look the same, the food is going to be great, and it's going to taste the same as it did last time, Um, and boy are those fries going to be hot when they come out. So just being original, staying consistent, you can change with the times, obviously, as, as technology and things need updated, but... Making sure that you you you're, you stay true to yourself um, through that through those changes and that that type of thing um, is very very important. Um, and I and I love the way that Andrew framed it um, with Best Burger. So again, if you like that episode or if you're enjoying the podcast, uh, please subscribe us, rate us, review us, um, or reach out to me if you want to uh, get in touch, talk about anything, or if you want to be interviewed on the podcast. Thanks, and uh, we'll see you next time.